And welcome everyone to the Jeanette Byro podcast. I am so thrilled to have you guys here joining in as we dive into the world of expanding consciousness. I am a medium, a channeler, and this podcast is an outlet for me to share messages from the Ascended Masters to light beings to archangels and more. And especially, I love sharing the messages from other people on this planet who are exploring consciousness for themselves and willing to share their experiences so that we can all learn because no experience is the same. So thanks for joining the show. I hope you enjoy it. Hi everyone, Jeanette Byro here, and thank you so much as always for joining me on the show, checking out what the latest insights are from spirit or, you know, spiritual perspectives of what's going on in the world, how we're feeling, all that kind of stuff. I sure appreciate each and every one of you guys coming through and uh, connecting with me here. It's a lot of fun. So today we're going to talk specifically about divine counterparts. Now, this has been coming up very consistently in spirit messages that I have been connecting with in clients, uh, client readings, as well as in card readings, uh, the daily messages on my YouTube. If you ever check that out, I do a weekday daily card reading, a little quick tune in through cards. Um, I don't use cards when I'm working with spirit, when I'm doing mediumship readings or channeling. I just go straight to spirit, but... I pull cards regularly for myself because, first of all, I find it a lot of fun. I like it. It's another way for a spirit to communicate. And so I tend to do it for myself. And a little while back, my guides were like, you know, Jeanette, why don't you offer that as well on your YouTube? Like, if you're doing it for yourself, why not do it for everybody? And I said, you know, yeah, absolutely. And so we started it. And it's a lot of fun and it, it's a great way to just kind of see themes that happen because again, those are general messages coming through, but there are themes that are always aligned with the themes I'm hearing from spirit. They're coming through in the cards. It's just this really neat, like greater picture, um, kind of continuity, uh, greater picture alignment of all parts. And So one of the things that has been coming through regularly has been divine counterparts. I've really noticed this theme coming into play a lot through August, definitely in September. Lots about divine counterparts. So today on the show, we're going to break down some of the most common uh, understandings of divine counterparts, what they are, what are soulmates, what are karmic partners, and what are twin flames. These are terms that we hear a lot about. They're often kind of you know, wound around the other, what means what. And again, I can only offer you my perspective, my understanding of it. So please do just take what resonates for you and follow your truth no matter what, okay? Follow your truth, what resonates for you. So let's talk about divine counterparts. I love divine counterparts. I find there's so much... um, There's so much beauty in the way in which our souls come together for various reasons, various reasons, and how our souls can really blend in a really unique way to gain wisdom, understandings, uh, further family lines, and grow, because that's essentially the whole reason why we come together in divine alignment. So divine counterparts are essentially people that are written into your soul blueprint 
that they are going to be a part of your life. We meet and we come across many different people in our lives. And there's always, you know, some beautiful chance that certain things happen and then some are deep connections, but divine counterparts are divinely created to come across your path for a reason. So knowing that, and we break it down into how it can be divided, let's start with soulmates, first of all. So soulmates are these beautiful soul contracts between two people in which they're going to come in and meet, and through their meeting, they will further each other's progress. Soulmate unions tend to be very harmonious. They're not ones that are meant to have a ton of strife in it. They are meant to be quite harmonious so that there is a real sense of strength and support in the counterpart to blossom the growth for both of them. Again, through more of a state of harmony. So soulmate relationships can obviously very much be romantic with your romantic partner. Um, That's quite a common way that we see them. It's that person that you meet and you just feel like you've known them before. You feel like it's so quick to get to know each other and a lot of the things about you align. You're interested in what they do. They're interested in what you do. And you really feel like your connection connection with them helps further where you want to go. You even feel better about yourself as who you are because they are there cheering you on as you are cheering them on. Now, soulmates can be also friendships. You could have friends that, you know, really are like your other half, but they're a friend. It's platonic, but you love them dearly and you feel like you've known them forever. You can also have soulmate relationships within your family, you and your child, uh, you and a cousin or an auntie or an uncle, There's different ways in which we have these soul connections. And so what's beautiful about soulmates is there's usually this point of recognition where when you come together in a lifetime, you just feel like you've known them before and you just get along with them so quick and so easily, right? It's kind of like if you're growing up and say you always had uh, this uh, auntie that you got along with really well and she just got you and you got her even though she was older than you and you were always bonded. Often what that means is you have had a connection a lifetime or two or three or four or many with this person before. Your souls already have known and experienced each other in many different ways and you're coming around again in another lifetime to continue that on. And so oftentimes when I see um, people that have passed on, say a husband and wife, elderly couple have both passed on and I'm reading for their family, I will often see those that were really divine soulmates are still standing hand in hand on the other side. They'll come through in spirit form with their holding each other's hands essentially. And I will say to the family, hey, were they very much soulmates? Like, did they have a relationship that was so soulmate based? And the people will always say, yes, absolutely. They were so in love with each other. They met when they were, you know, 15 and they'd been together ever since, just this soulmate bond. That's essentially what it is. And so soulmates are very common. We can have many soulmates. We're not stuck to just one. Again, because they can show up in so so many different ways, it's not just romantic pairings. And they, like I said, come together to help you be your best self, move forward in harmony, in support, in love, um, and really make our lives so 
beautiful. So for those of you that notice these different soulmate connections in your lives, really cherish them because most likely you'll resonate with the feeling that the two of you have been around together, incarnated somewhere a time or two or many times before. Now, when we step into karmic partners, these are also quite common. Um, I find, again, only in my experience, a little less common than soulmates, but definitely common. And a karmic partner is someone that comes in and they're not always romantic. It can, again, be a romantic partner, um, but it is not as common. Well, it's not as... Okay, Spirit, what are we going to say here? Where are we going with this? Is it common? Is it not? They're saying stick with not quite as common. <laughs> okay. Not quite as common for a karmic partner to be your spouse, but it can be. They're often very common in family dynamics though. Also in friendship dynamics. Um, it can also be in workplace dynamics in which there is a karmic experience that is attempting to balance itself. Or it could be the origin of what will be a karmic experience in another lifetime where in which it will balance. And so what I mean by balancing itself is karmic partners often come in to give each other an experience of something. And so say, for example, and this is a very, very general way to explain it, but say uh, somebody grew up in absolute uh, opulence. They were very wealthy. They had maids, servants, uh, people to do everything for them. And they uh, say they got along with somebody growing up as a kid, but as they got older, then they were like, oh, that person doesn't have as much money as me, so I'm not going to talk to them anymore. And there's this like bonding, but it got kind of messed up within karma, within it, right? It created a karma. It created a judgment, a separation. In the next lifetime, those two same souls may come back into a lifetime in which the roles are reversed. And so the person who was, you know, maybe not as wealthy or struggled or was very poor would come into a lifetime in which they are wealthy. And the person who was wealthy comes into that next lifetime to experience what it's like to be poor on the other side of things. So it's a changing of sides, a changing of perspective. A karmic partner is somebody that will really mirror something to you so that you can see and learn and grow from it. Now that's just one example, but it's to give you an idea of what it can look like. Karmic partners will have triggering involved in them and they will usually be somehow connected to you in a way in which you can't quite get away. And so what I mean by that is oftentimes it can be uh, parent-child relationships, um, but it's not limited to that. It can be people in your workplace, like I said, where you're kind of like, as long as you're going to be working there, you're sort of stuck with that person. And again, so they are, you know, somewhat common. They can come together in different ways. Karmic partners can last a lifetime, again, parent-child situation, but can also be temporary experiences of experiencing something. So again, if we use the example of a workplace, this karmic partner can be there for the duration that you work at that place. Again, giving you an opportunity to see what is being triggered within you, why is that, what is being mirrored, and what can you do about it? And so it's really quite interesting when we start to step back and look at some of the relationships of where these karmic partners are, 
it's it's neat to see. And another example I can give of a karmic karmic partnership is one that I have with my son. Uh, we had a lifetime together before in which I wasn't able to fulfill a duty that I had with him. And it was one in which we were actually uh, in the army and he died before I could save him. And it was my job essentially to keep him safe. And I couldn't get to him in time and he died. So one of our karmic mendings and deals was that he would come into this lifetime, but I would be his mom in which I could be in a position to take care of him, to provide him safety, to provide him nurturing and so on. Whereas when we were in the army, we were not mother's son. We were actually uh, both male and we were friends. We were like brothers in arms is how spirit had explained it. And so we're back together now in this karmic pairing that is changing the frequency. And it's really neat, actually. So it can show itself in so many different ways. But notice in your world where you may have karmic partners coming forward. And once you realize that, try and gleam as much as you can from it. Because it just like it can reveal so many interesting things about you and your journey moving forward. So definitely, definitely check that one out. Now, the next thing I want to talk about is twin flame relationships, twin flames. We hear a lot about twin flames right now. And uh, they, you know, when asking spirit, how common are they? They are less common than soulmates, less common than karmic partners, but becoming more known and um, happening more. There are more twin flames coming back together. Now, the definition of a twin flame, there are a couple different ones. Some say that a twin flame is one soul split into two bodies. So not a whole soul, but split into two bodies, which causes them to yearn to come back together all the time. Another says that twin flames are two separate souls that share the same ember or the same spark of energy, which is where the flame idea comes from, that when merged together creates an even greater singular flame. So it's two parts that create, when merged together, a greater singular flame. And that's the one that really resonates for me personally. But again, you follow what feels right for you. Now, twin flames are really interesting because a lot of people wish for a twin flame relationship. But what they're actually wishing for is the soulmate-based relationship. Because remember, I said soulmates are usually more harmonious when they come together. It doesn't mean everything is perfect, but it means there's more harmony. Twin flames will come together and really trigger the other person. There is a deep bonded connection because of that singular or shared frequency between the two of them. It's identical frequencies that they have, which is what really draws them together in a really strong, um, essentially union with self. And that's a really strong thing and a beautiful thing. But at the same time, it will be very confronting to the people involved because it reveals to self the things that need healing, that need to you know, be shifted, changed, and what you need to grow from, where you need to grow into. And also twin flame relationships seem to be really significant in unlocking um, dormant spiritual gifts and abilities and potentials. So it's like a bigger burden, but also bigger bounty. 
So that's why I say there's more clash and strife, but also growth in twin flame, but it's not just simply harmonious like soulmates are. And so that's really something to consider because sometimes people use twin flame to describe soulmate, but it's not. It's not about just reaching harmony uh, simply. It's much deeper than that because you're confronting a deeper mirrored reflection of self. Now, that doesn't mean that twin flame, twin flame relationships have to be negative or have to be impossible or have to be horrible and tumultuous, like they say with the runner phase and the chaser phase and all of this kind of stuff. Um, it just means the more conscious you are stepping into your relationship, the more you can harmonize. And really, that goes for any of the three relationships or the dynamics mentioned, soulmates, karmic partners, twin flames. The more conscious you are of who you are, the more you know yourself and what feels right to you and what doesn't, the more you're willing to speak your truth, express your vulnerabilities, place your boundaries, the more harmonious any of your pairings can be, even twin flame pairings, even karmic partners, right? It's about knowing thyself and then you can then embrace another. It's like know the I am principle of self and then you can really step into the we are principle of union, divine union. So the reason why we're talking about this today is because there are so many more embodied partnerships that are going to be coming into play. And Spirit has said that 2024 specifically is a really big year for embodied partnerships. We're going to see that in 3D reality more and more and more. People sharing stories of, you know, this person just, I know them from lifetimes before, or the way in which we met was so synchronistic and I could not have planned it myself. That's the universe making sure that the two of you come together. And the universe will do that with these different kinds of pairings, not just twin flame like we sometimes see. But this embodied partnership is really where we're going to see a lot of changes take place in how we interact in our communities and in the collective. Because once we are ready with knowing who we are and we really step into embodied singular from singular to paired partnerships is when we really can make huge changes because we're not solely focusing on the self now. We're knowing who we are and stepping in to help create greater ripples. And again, remember when these pairings come together, two or more combined with a similar idea or intent can have a huge effect on anything. And that is something that has been a consistent teaching through all the different ancient texts and ideas. And even from different light beings and channelings I've done, it always comes back to know thyself, and then when you're ready, when two or more combine, the power is limitless. And so that's what we're coming into in 2024. Now, that doesn't mean that we're not going to be approaching some of those things right now, because again, that's been in the energy, is these partnerships coming to the forefront now. A lot of you are going to be stepping into these embodied partnerships to then be leaders of a new way of being in partnership with somebody a new way, a new level of respect, a new level of you know, co-creation between the two of you, a new level of what boundaries mean, of what independence mean, of what union means, of what sacred intimacy means. All of this is going to be uh, coming to the forefront in many different ways through these embodied partnerships. So now one question that may come into your mind is if you're already in a relationship and you're like, I'm not sure if they're a soulmate or a karmic partner or a twin flame or this or that. 
you may find that as you begin to awaken and open, your relationship then reveals itself to be one of these. And even if it's not, if you don't qualify it with any of these, but you have a great relationship and you love it, that is really all that matters. How you feel, the joy you feel in that partnership, if it helps you be a better person, that's what matters. So labels essentially don't even matter, but it's a way to explain different concepts. So if you, again, find yourself in a relationship right now, you may find that it blossoms and becomes deeper and it becomes more embodied. And that, say, two, three years from now, you look back on where you were now to where you are then and you see that, wow, did my relationship ever come alive? It came up to this level that I never thought was possible. This is amazing. I can't believe this. Holy moly, whatever words you're going to use. There is a a deepening of relationships coming for everybody. But really understanding divine counterparts helps us make sense of what we're experiencing and what we're noticing in other people's stories, right? Because again, it's always the sharing of stories is what makes a really big difference in where we go forward. So I hope that helps explain a little bit to everyone. Um, Let me know how this resonates for you. Again, just follow your journey and honor what it is for you. And for many of you listening, I am so excited for the ways in which your relationships are going to grow and blossom, who you're going to meet, how the universe is going to bring these beautiful divine alignments and pairings into your path, or a deepening of what is already there. The potentials are unlimited. So really believe that the very best of frequency of pairings can be yours in this lifetime. So I'll leave that with you guys. Thank you as always so much for joining me on the show. I truly appreciate it. I appreciate your support. Uh, Do check out Avalon Spirit Facebook group if you haven't already. I post on there regularly and a bunch of the other personal journey guides post on there as well. So there's a lot of spiritual information coming up. So check that out on Facebook. And as always, I'm also on Instagram, jeanettebyro.medium. And I post a lot of stuff there too. So I will let you guys go. Have a beautiful rest of your week and I will see you next week. 